to keep your body in balance, you've got to do something. And often I'll recommend to folks, you know, come in and do a tune-up once every, you know, if you can, once a month's ideal. But if you, if you don't have the resources or you're too busy, even getting in once every eight weeks or so to, to two months, that is two months, to three months, it's not that bad of a gig. Your body can sustain the, the balance from the needles the more that it's used to seeing them. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Ancient wisdom is quite an amazing catalyst. If you think about all of the generations, literally thousands of years that we have amassed of wisdom from the ancient Egyptians, the Mayans, the Chinese, so many cultures that have developed protocols for healing. It really helps us unlock a toolbox for longevity and an amazingly fulfilling life. Dr. Janine Krauss is my guest today. She's a naturopathic doctor, an acupuncturist, host of the Health Fix podcast, and creator of the Reset and Recovery program. And in our discussion today, we're going to tap into her knowledge of both traditional Chinese medicine and Western protocols for approaching longevity and a fabulously fit long life. We'll also talk about how neuroinflammation speeds up the aging process, what you might be missing from your anti-aging journey, and how your mindset can help you unlock all kinds of wonderful things and help keep you from fat, fatigued, and stressed out living. This is one that we are going to enjoy diving into head first. Let's listen. Dr. Janine Krauss, it's so nice to have you on with us. Well, thanks for having me on. And please call me Janine. <laughs> okay. I Listen, I respect the title. You earned the title, but <laughs> whatever you're comfortable with is good with me. Um, so Janine, you really span the gamut of both Eastern and Western medicine in your training. You're a naturopathic doctor. You're an acupuncturist. Um, you specialize in both herbal and Chinese medicine. Really, can you kind of share with us how you decided to really address both in, in how you practice? Yeah. So, you know, it goes back to when I first learned that acupuncture existed and that you could see a naturopath. My mom, my mom had cancer. And so I was going to those, those visits and seeing, wow, you know, there's much more to medicine here and there's a lot more in the toolbox. So what I started to discover is like, wow, if I could give someone a treatment within a visit and talk to them about their diet, lifestyle, you know, herbs, et cetera, while putting needles in them. I'm like, wow, this is great. This is a two for one. Hmm. So that's kind of how it came to came to be and, and why I got both of the degrees at the same time. I love that because to me, there is no one approach 
you know, and I think there are so many complementary treatments to really working from both sides of the table. So I love that. Um, what would you say is really your expertise and where you hone in? What do you love to treat? I love to treat hormones. I definitely love to help ladies get pregnant. We had talked about that previously. I love to treat pain too, because it's really interesting that sometimes pain isn't just as it presents. Pain can have multiple levels and it can have a lot of referred areas as well. So sleuthing out pain is also one of my favorite things, but I also like sleuthing out hormones too. Okay. So let's talk about hormones because girlfriend, I feel <laughs> like since COVID began, my hormones have been on a major roller coaster. And I think for a lot of people, you know, it, the, the low grade stress that is presented to us just from trying to figure out our new normal, um, I would imagine really does present itself in a lot of different ways. Are you seeing that in your practice? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Folks who never had period issues, all of a sudden now we've got all these issues. I'm seeing a lot more infertility and I'm seeing a lot of folks almost that we thought, oh, you got a couple of years before you start to have menopause symptoms or that you might have menopause symptoms because actually menopause symptoms are not normal. You should just ease in. So I'm seeing a lot more of early onset menopause symptoms coming up. Interesting. Okay. Let's talk about that because um, it happened to me. Um, I, you know, about a month in to COVID, I started to experience it. And, you know, I'm at the age where it would make sense that I should be going into it, but then I snapped back out of it. And now I have a regular menstrual cycle. So why is that? A lot of times it's related to cortisol levels because cortisol is our fight or flight hormone and that guy can elevate. And then what happens when cortisol is elevated, it steals the precursors to making something called progesterone. And progesterone is our calm, chill hormone, but it's also helping us to ovulate and it's also helping us to keep our skin in check and it can help with hot flashes or preventing them for that matter. So what happens is if cortisol goes up, progesterone goes low, we start to experience symptoms. We might not necessarily be even going anywhere close to menopause, but that starts to happen as we get more stressed out. Wait, so you're saying cortisol can actually be the culprit behind people going into early menopause? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it can also mimic, you know, so we'll think someone's going into menopause and we'll take some labs and we're like, no, the ovaries are still functioning at prime level. Uh-oh we've got a stress problem here. And that's where acupuncture really is one of the most amazing things for helping to get that cortisol in check and help someone to just get into chill mode a little bit more often. And then as the body stabilizes and doesn't produce as much cortisol, now we start to bring those progesterone levels back up. So in your protocol um, of how you treat patients, what is the treatment? Do you use medication in addition to acupuncture or one or the other, or really is it just based on the individual's need and how you assess it? It's definitely based on individual's need. I don't like to just jump right to bioidentical hormones. I love progesterone. I think it's a game changer in terms of the bioidentical creams and, and pills out there. But I do think that first and foremost, we've got to look at like, okay, what all is out of balance? And a lot of times, especially right now, it's stress that's mm. inducing the, the hormonal imbalance symptoms. And technically menopause should, we should ease right into it. But if we've been stressed for long periods of time and our what we call adrenal reserve, so those glands that signal to the ovaries, 
about the hormones, if those guys are depleted going into menopause, we're going to have a lot more symptoms. So the idea here really is put your stress in check. And that's where acupuncture can really shine. Boy, it's just stress is like the root of all evil. <laughs> it really is. It really what's it's what kind of makes everybody go haywire for so many different things. And we know chronic stress leads to so many other potentially, you know, really scary diseases. I have to share with you, I have three friends now that had difficulty getting pregnant. Um, they were all within the age that they, sh you know, it should have been okay. It shouldn't have been too difficult, but they each had years of trying to get pregnant. They got a couple of acupuncture treatments and they all got pregnant. Now, listen, I'm not saying that that's everybody's thing, but I know for all three of them, stress was a major issue. So can you talk a little bit about how acupuncture actually works to relieve stress? Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening when, when someone's having infertility related to stress, what's happening is yes, the cortisol is elevated, but the body's stuck in fight or flight mode. And we are programmed to basically not have kids when we are stuck in fight or flight mode. But the other interesting thing that happens with this, because I'm sure someone might be listening to this and going, yeah, well, I was super stressed out and this happened and that, and I still got pregnant. The other caveat is when we're stressed, we don't get a lot of blood flow going to our uterus. And so what acupuncture actually does is we're putting needles into the body that get the body to pay attention like, oh, that's a little wound. What do I do? Bring blood there. So what acupuncture is essentially doing is getting circulation going to places that need it. That's why it helps with pain too. But we'll target getting blood flow to the uterus. We'll target digestion so we can absorb all the nutrients we need to have a healthy baby. And then the next side of it is, is that by putting in the needles in and of themselves, we get an endorphin reaction. That endorphin release actually helps us to go into parasympathetic mode where we can relax and chill. And I've tested it. There's been plenty of research studies, but now with everybody having Fitbits and Apple watches and aura rings, we can actually track how long someone stays in parasympathetic mode after an acupuncture session. And I've seen it up to 24 hours, you know, being in or the, the minimum 24 hours, but up to even a day or two where their levels have stabilized in terms of their heart rate variability and things of that nature. It's so interesting. So you can actually see what's happening. And that is the benefit of all of this great wearable technology that we have right now. I think it, as long as it's used within reason, I was starting to get obsessed with my aura ring and I just had to take it off. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't look at the data all the time. Like I need to take it off every once in a while. That's just I me. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, it, it's it's huge. And, and I do recommend for folks to cycle on and off of the wearables because of the EMFs as well. We have to think about that. I just did a podcast interview with a fella, Justin Franson, who has the EMF rocks. And this is like, this is a game changer for me and for a lot of people. If you are addicted to your wearables, thinking about taking breaks, but also counteracting it because part of the EMF can have an effect on circulation in your body, stress effect on your body and fertility. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay. So I think for many people, I mean, they could check the boxes. It's kind of like when you watch TV and you listen to a commercial about a drug and they name off all these symptoms and you're like, oh my gosh, do I have that? <laughs> <laughs> They're naming off everything that I have. There are so many symptoms right now that I think everybody can relate to um, but the bottom line is 
you know, how do you decide, okay, I actually have a problem. I actually don't feel like I'm in balance. When does somebody know that they actually need to come and see you? Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes, and it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab-tested, and it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out eatcleaner.com or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. That's a really great question. I personally would would recommend that when you start to feel off and thing you're not feeling yourself. And so what does that mean? Maybe your period cycle has changed. So something that you're heavier bleeding, you're noticing that you're more crampy, maybe your breasts are more tender, or perhaps you're having pain with intercourse. Something's changed in terms of the reproductive organs in your cycles there. Maybe you're getting migraines now. When something changes, that's key. And when it stays consistently changed, sometimes we'll have a flux with like a late period because of travel or whatnot one month. But if it keeps happening, now we've got some issues. And so one of my things that I recommend to a lot of people is really using you know, a journal to track what happens with your body. And if something's different, you'll catch that on your journal and be like, oh. I like that. I actually use an app called Flow. Mm -hmm. And I make notes in there and it helps to, you know, kind of track my cycle and if there are any deviations and it gives me reminders too, Mm -hmm. um, just to check in. So I I think that's really valuable. Um, And I think when people come to you, the fact that you're addressing both Eastern and Western approaches to me seems like a really, I think it's very equitable because you don't necessarily have to just default to one or the other or feel like you have to take medication in order to treat things. Now, how how do the Chinese herbs come into play with the different modalities that you're addressing? Sure. So Chinese herbal formulas, they're, they're patent medicines is, is what they're called. And, and they have certain types of formulas that have been around for thousands of years based on the type of symptoms someone's experiencing with menopause or perimenopause or stress. And it also is based on what's going on in terms of your constitution, meaning do you have, are you weak or are you like super excess person? Are you really loud, vibrant, and, and you, or you're thirsty all the time? So we look at constitutional 
personal stuff. Like what's unique to you? And sometimes things are just normal unique to you, but there are things that are off in terms of imbalances that we can catch. And we use this through looking at your tongue, through looking at your pulse, through looking at your skin, and just hearing kind of what you say in terms of your preferences. So someone that's like always wanting ice water versus someone that's always wanting hot drinks, that tells us a lot about someone's internal constitution. Mm. So we take that into account with symptoms. And then we'll formulate what herbs are going to be the best fit. And you can also, you don't have to use the patent medicines. They just happen to be ones that are time tested and like been around for years. You can also formulate your own custom formulas when you're working with a Chinese medicine doc. So when you say patent medicines, mm-hmm. you are talking about the herbal mixes that are basically kind of tried and true, correct? I want just to clarify when you say medicine, what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. So they're not, as we think of medicine, we, we think of it more as like something that's coming from a pharmacy. It's not. They're herbs that are put together and have been put together in the ratio of, of what the Chinese determined you know, some thousands of years ago was effective. And and patent medicines, really the patent thing on them is that these companies actually went to take the name of them and patented the name. So there's something called Lu Wei Di Huang Wan. Whoa. That's wow, that's about cool. <laughs> And that one is most commonly used for menopause. And so that whole mouthful of a name there is is what's what's used um in multiple countries as a patent for a medic and it's a Chinese herbal medication that we can use. And so it's kind of cool that there's multiple of those. There's there. And that's called women's precious pills. If you translate that to what's in it, Janine, like what is that medicine? What is it comprised of? Yeah, it has Romania root in it. Romania root is a root that helps us to restore our vitality, meaning it helps with us to, to absorb nutrients Again, it also helps with the adrenal glands and supports them. It's a great recovery type of herb. It has donkwai, which is a blood mover. So this helps with circulation. Mm. It has licorice root. Licorice root helps with promoting estrogen production in the body. It has peony. And and I can go on and on. It's quite a comprehensive formula, but those are the most popular, kind of what people might have heard of in terms of Chinese herbals. And so these are, are herbs that can restore the body's balance by helping to promote a little bit more estrogen and progesterone production by circulating the blood more and helping us with absorbing nutrients because a lot of us because of being so stressed out we tend to have gut issues we might not even notice it and and our gut is just not getting the nutrients across that we need to help nourish us yeah and gut health is such a big thing right now i just did a podcast episode that's going to be coming out soon about the impact of gut health and your propensity to get COVID and to get over COVID symptoms if you get it. Mm -hmm. So it's just really, um, it's something that we all need to pay attention to much closer. So I have a question for you. I grew up with a pharmacist mother and there was a medicine for pretty much everything, right? (laughs) Um, And I was always of the ilk of trying to go the natural route. And I do believe the two can coexist, but a lot of the time you might be taking a supplement or something, you know, over the counter that could interact with the prescription and override the efficacy of it. How do you evaluate that and take a look at what people might just be taking in their supplement drawer versus what they have a prescription for. 
Mm. You always have to, you always have to look at that because the drug, drug herb interactions are real that I have seen things happen. Dunk why the one that I mentioned earlier, being a blood thinner, if someone's on a blood mover, if someone's on a blood thinner, you want to be careful in that case. So this is why it is important to know what's going on in with the interactions and using someone that can help you that's been trained to, to kind of choose what is the best option. The other thing is, and, and this is also one thing that I kind of highlight with patients is using the singular herbs like the Romania I mentioned and not using multiple since there might be interactions when you have more herbs in a particular formula. So sometimes it's easier to use a singular herb versus multiple. Yeah. And I know that might be a question getting into the weeds, but I think it's really <laughs> important out there for the, the folks listening for our tribe to understand that yes, you can access a plethora of different over-the-counter supplements, herbal medicines, and things like that where you don't need a prescription, but it could very well be interacting with what you are taking that is prescribed by your doctor. So make sure you let your doctor know to evaluate all of those things because um, it can be dangerous, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially for folks who are taking blood thinners. That's like a big, big deal. So Coumadin, Coumadin Warfarin, Xarelto, those kind of Pradaxa, all of those medications, you've got to be very careful if you're looking towards Chinese medicine in terms of herbs. However, acupuncture, no drug interactions. So you can get similar effects if you're able to access acupuncture on a, a weekly to biweekly basis. Okay, so here's the real question, because I got my my parents to both do acupuncture for a little period of time. They're like, it's not working. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to give it time. Like, it's not a quick fix, right? I mean, what are we talking about in terms of a timetable for treatment? Or does it really vary just based on who you are and what you're treating? Well, it does vary, but on average, you really do need about four to six treatments to start getting real change. And then I do have people go through series of 12 or so. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then the idea is tune-ups because really to keep your body in balance, you've got to do something. And often I'll recommend to folks, you know, come in and do a tune-up once every, you know, if you can, once a month's ideal. But if you, if you don't have the resources or you're too busy, even getting in once every eight weeks or so to, to two months, that is two months to three months, it's not that bad of a gig. Your body can sustain the, the balance from the needles the more that it's used to seeing them. It builds yeah. basically. And, and I think, you know, how do you have people that are scared of the needles or is it just people are now used to the idea of acupuncture and it's not so overwhelming anymore? You know, I think the tides are turning where a lot of people are curious, but that fear of needles is still there. Absolutely. Because we've been kind of traumatized, you know, as, as little kids with needles. And so for a lot of people, what, what they don't realize is that the needles are so thin. They're not hollow needles. They're solid point needles. And we have various sizes to the point where the Japanese have created needles that you can barely feel. They're so thin and they just I don't know, there's just some magical to them that I think in terms of insertion, a lot of people don't even recognize them. But there are alternatives such as acupressure. There's also tuning forks that I can strike a little fork that vibrates kind of like what you would use to, to listen to your hearing or test your hearing. And I can put it onto the acupuncture points and I still get results with that too. 
I, I love it. I love that you really kind of have a foot in both sides because I feel like there's so much merit to being able to pull from the different um, modalities that you offer here. Now you have a program called the Reset and Recovery Program. Can you share a little bit about that? What is it? Yeah, so it, it's definitely one of the big things that we are not taking care of in life. We are not recovering from our days. We're also struggling to recover from workouts. And what the idea of this program was is to get folks to be aware of their evening routines. Because of COVID, we started to have a lot of folks working at home, but now the brain can't have that like distinguish between home <laughs> and work. Yeah. And so I, I created the course during COVID because I was trying to help folks get a real reset between, okay, work's over. Now we go into the evening and go into our wind down routine. So many people, I mean, there's tons of books on morning routines, but unfortunately a lot of folks are missing out on their evening wind down routine to help the body sleep better, but also recover better from all of the stress and even workouts and whatnot that's, that's happened during the day. Yeah, I love that. How do you find out, how do we find out more about your program and your podcast, The Health Fix? You can head over to drjkrausnd.com. I have all of the info for my courses as well as the podcast there. You could also go to thehealthfixpodcast.com. There's another place to find me. And you can see me and my personality on Instagram at Dr. Just D-R, Janine, J-A-N-N-I-N-E, Kraus, K-R-A-U-S-E. And I'm doing reels, showing things from in the office, talking about different things I'm doing in, in my real world and all kinds of info there on Instagram. I love it. I, and we will put that in the show notes so everybody can connect with you. Now, before I let you go, this has been really, really insightful. So thank you, Janine. Before I let you go, I have one question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, if you could have one meal prepared by anybody, what would the meal be and who would make it for you? Oh my goodness. You know, there is a cafe here in, in Washington State in Gig Harbor. It's called Devoted Kiss and pretty much anything on their menu. But my favorite is the Devo special. It is a sandwich with avocado on top. It's got a nice egg on there. We've got some sprouts and some delicious secret sauce that I have no idea what it is, but it is pure deliciousness. Oh, that sounds good. Devo? Like, like Devo the band? No, oh. oh, I think I think it's because of their they're called devoted kiss. Oh, oh, oh. So I think that's why. But it could be. I mean, I could change it to diva. Listen, I'm an 80s girl, so the minute <laughs> I hear Devo, I just think Devo the band. But you're probably uh, it's probably more of a romantic thing. <laughs> Who knows? All I know is it's the most delicious thing in the whole wide world. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I. Thank you for your time and thank you for sharing with us about your practice. I think that I would really encourage all of our listeners and our Fit Tribe to, to think about the different approaches that are at your fingertips to addressing your needs. You don't have to go one route or another. You can approach both. And I know personally for me, growing up as the daughter of a pharmacist and a doctor, you know, it's always been like, there's a medication for that. There's a prescription for that. But just being curious about what else is out there can lead you to another route and know that there are always multiple ways to address your symptoms and treatments out there. So thank you for offering that. And 
hey, check out acupuncture. It's helped so many friends. It's helped me. I know that for me, um, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, I had my daughter and I was carrying her car seat on my wrist and I started experiencing like crazy numbness and I couldn't feel my hand. Um, and so I went and had a few treatments and back to normal. Like it, it just got the blood flow going again because I had literally cut it off the way that I was holding her. So addressing hormones and addressing pain and being able to thrive is what we're after. So thank you for that, Janine. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I'll follow you on Instagram too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot, and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.